Okay, we are back. And what are we drinking? Tonight we are drinking something new. This is a gift that was given to me. This is a Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc with 2016. <laughs> it's delicious, yeah. crisp and refreshing it with hints of fresh apple. The worst label I've ever seen in my life. She's not impressed with the labeling. It's She's horrible. all about it's so ugly. You're all about the packaging. I am all about the packaging. I think everybody's all about the packaging. Yes. And so, I am all about packaging. I know. I will literally buy something if it has good packaging. I've seen that about you in the checkout aisle. I'm not even, <laughs> and I'm not even saying that. You're like, like, I don't even buy this product, but I love this packaging. But I've never actually bought it. Mm-hmm. I just, I feel inclined to buy something because I like the way it feels in my hands. And it's not even a product like I use. Or it's visually appealing. Or it could be a piece of crap wine. But the bottle looks pretty. I'm I'm there. And sometimes it's not even... It's not even, like, the more expensive thing either. It's, like, the prettier thing. You are a marketer advertising but dream. But it's true. And I think... Well... Um, I think people don't even realize that, though. Like, they don't even realize that they're picking the thing that's more visually appealing. Mm-hmm. It's, like, so subconscious. Except for, for me, it's, like, very... I realize it because I'm, like, immediately drawn to things that are pretty. Like, I'm just, like, that looks so good. I want to buy that makeup product even though it's, like, not my shade, not something I would ever wear. I mean, I'm really good about self-control about not buying things, but I want to. Yeah. I'm more... So that line... Delicious. Sorry, Kim Crawford, but it look it's the worst la- label I've ever... It looks like... Okay, I don't want to just trash talk it, but this is a lesson because if you are creating a product, not everybody is going to find it pretty. Not everybody's going to think it's good. So I'm going to critique it. It looks like it went on sale at Big Lots. <laughs> and... Is Big Lots even a store still? Yeah, yeah it, is. it is. And it, like, you know, the like where they just sell... Sell it deep. Stack it cheap and sell it deep. Yeah. Or stack it deep and sell it cheap. Where they yeah. just sell random crap that's just kind of like... I mean, well, you can find good stuff, but, like, they just sell whatever and okay. that's what it looks like. But I, I love to- the green and the gold. These are my mm-hmm. two favorite. Like, I like those together. It's like a forest green. Um, what would you call that? I want to say cap, but... Bottle. Topper. Top. Mm-hmm. And then part of it's green. And I love gold, but it's the tackiest, cheapest looking gold. Oh, it's just really bad. See, and, and, me, the, and I don't like that you, it it has, it's like plastic around the glass. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Yeah, I don't like that. It's that a wrap. so bad. I, and Do I actually, a paper label with a deep forest green and a cream. It'd be so pretty. Honestly, I don't looks, think I can think of another that I've seen that has a wrap. I, I can't, can't think of another wine that I've had that has a wrap. I can't either, but it looks but, like trash. I mean, it so. tastes delicious. Don't do that. I'm going to say it tastes delicious, but... The and I think the gold and the green, the I get where they were going, are beautiful. And I think it just it, looks cheap. It looks like um maybe New Year's Eve celebration. Yeah, yeah. It has like a just makes a you feel like it has that like starburst kind of coming out of the I middle. I just think. Oh, well, it's delicious. Yes, I can see your complaint about it. See how much? How much did you don't, do? You know how much that cost? I don't because it was a gift. It was oh. a gift. Well. But it, it, it's delicious. If it was... And I understand your concerns about the labeling. And the thing is, okay, let's say it was super expensive, though, okay? 
let's hypothetically what what if it was really expensive okay I would so even if I knew it was like the best wine ever mm-hmm. I would still choose this Carlo <laughs> Rossi that's the cheapest stuff you buy in the gallon because the label makes me feel like I want to sit in the countryside in Italy and have a picnic in a pretty dress and just pour wine mm. with my lover. I love it. You but that sold me. Makes me feel like I went to Big Lots and <laughs> I bought the even if it was like thirty dollar bottle of wine, I right. still feel like it looks cheap. Yeah, I agree I with think... you. And the Carlo Rossi is always a good choice. The way things look really do impact the way they taste. And I too. I do love it does make me feel Italiano, like authentic. <laughs> I'm sitting it at the table with good. the family, enjoying an Italian cuisine. I love but, it. But um yeah. I'm really not about the Kim Crawford. Like I think she can step up her game and do better, but I th- I feel so judgy right now. I'm just I'm critiquing because I do think the packaging and marketing is what sells a product. It's not even the product that sells. It's the way it looks. Yes. Okay? Like, yes. I know that is true for you, especially. It's like it's very true. It's- I want something if I buy a product, I want it to look pretty on my counter. <laughs> Why would I want to buy, like... Although, I can also okay. say that I've had beautiful labeling that tastes less than good. That's true. This, that, and it, Yeah, well, I mean, that's true for wine, and that's true for products, too, right? Okay, I just... But they got the packaging going for them. Or yes. Did you look it up to see how much it is? <laughs> well, I'm not looking at the... For? I was actually just looking to see who Kim Crawford actually is. Anyway. What, what I was saying was... Yep. That's a pretty bottle. Yeah, it doesn't have the gold. It's just maybe solid that was green. like their New Year's. It does. Eve. Feel, it does feel New Year's Eve, like with the gold. But see, even if a product, it's true for like any product, like Clorox products, they're gonna work better than any other cleaning product, right? <laughs> However, I still want to buy the stupid freaking method or what is that one that Myers or whatever that everybody all the millennials oh, buy yeah, yeah, yeah. because it looks pretty well it looks very homeopathic like or organic or neat you apothecary. know like apothecary like yeah totally apothecary but see i'm more inclined to buy that i don't it's more expensive i mean those are pretty they're still not my style we're looking at their website right now and looking at other bottles of wine that they have which look delicious and their website's beautiful I'm sure. That's the thing, though, right? Like, if you're not... You have to sell yourself. If you're not, you know, putting your best self out there, Kim Crawford. Well, I mean... You could have a great product, but nobody cares because it doesn't look good. This is 2016. I mean, this has been, you know, three plus years ago. Wine bottles looked good in 2016, and they still look good in 2020. But none of the wine bottles on this website look like that. So, I'm thinking it was, like, a special... Yeah. Like, holiday. Whatever. Advertising. Just focus on your packaging. And (laughs) packaging sells. Packaging sells. I can attest. Yes. Also, like, that's so random. Like, (laughs) the way that a pen feels. Like, well, people are all about the feel of the pen. Yeah. I mean, dad has his favorite pen. Your dad. He does? Yeah. Like, he has to have a certain kind of pen. I don't I don't know what kind it is, but 
Interesting. He is all about that pen type. Yeah. In fact, he asked the office manager in their office to buy that certain kind and order that certain kind. Wow. Mm-hmm. He's I very like particular. The G2 ones. Oh, I wonder if that's the kind They're he like wants. They're like gel. They're not... Are they gel? I don't know. They're nice. That's probably what the G stands for. Oh, you're probably right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> They're nice. We don't have those at my work. But I always get those. Um, when I do buy pens. So apparently they do sell these at the local wine stores, but it doesn't say how much they cost. Local wines. We don't have those here. Yeah, they do. It, it it's gives called me a the list. liquor store. Well, yeah. It gives me a list of local wine liquor stores that oh. they sell them at. Can't get liquor so you look at all these, here. Every one of them here. Utah State Liquor Store. Utah State Liquor I've never store. seen Utah it State there. Well, apparently you can buy it there because I, I just put in... Our location and it showed me all those destinations to buy it. Well, so maybe we maybe it's a go. really expensive bottle. <laughs> maybe that's why we haven't seen it. We're not shopping. Uh, in the- we're not shopping <laughs> the upscale. But that's what I'm saying is like okay, this is this is um good to this is good advice if you <laughs> people they judge based on looks okay and if you don't sell your product you can have an amazing product that never sells. Thank you. Oh, did you just pour that for yourself? <laughs> I'll pour you some too. I thought she was pouring it for me. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Anyway, if you have an amazing product with poor p- packaging, poor marketing, <laughs> poor design, it could function great, but it doesn't look good. That's why people buy cheap fashion, because they think it looks good for a minute, but it actually doesn't function great, which I'm against, but... The whole world does it. But that's a whole other topic. For another day. Don't buy cheap fashion. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Katie's tip for today. Something Don't I buy like. cheap fashion. This <laughs> is a random side note. Mika always says cheers and it makes me happy. Oh, I know. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. Anyway, to the actual Come, topic. But she says, doesn't she say, kanpai, because she's Japanese. Kanpai. I never heard her say that, but um, I don't even know. Okay, so anything about that? Okay, um, moving on. Uh, we're gonna be talking about friendships, making new friends, keeping friends, navigating friendships as an adult. Um, you can talk about it, you know, from your perspective, having kids and a family. I can talk about it from being not married, and living in Utah, which is hard, I think, and also discovering new interests and hobbies, and why we think hobbies isn't a good word. <laughs> so, wow, that's a lot to cover. Um, yeah, well, we're just gonna kind of talk about it, but I wanted to start off with some scriptures about friendship that I found, because we all know that friendships are necessary i don't know there's nothing more special than having good friendships and in the bible it talks about having friends jesus wanted you to fellowship in case you didn't know (laughs) thank you (laughs) what did he say about it (laughs) okay so in okay first of all 
Ecclesiastes. Do I, did I say that right? Yeah. I never know if I'm saying them right because yeah, right. I feel like. And not that I'm an expert. People say <laughs> people say it different, and mm-hmm. um. That's that was okay. Right. Yeah, Ecclesiastes, chapter four, verses nine through ten says, two are better than one." I mean, I'm sure you've heard this. This is a popular scripture. I didn't know that was a scripture. Two are better than one. Yeah, two are better than one. I don't know which version this is. It could be, like, English. Right, the new. Standard. Yeah, it's obviously not King James Version. Right. Or whatever. This is, yeah. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their work. If one falls down, his friend can help him up. But pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. Hmm. And it's also, like, a good Samaritan. Being a good neighbor. Yeah, being a good neighbor. Um, Another one says... Which reminds me, we got new neighbors. We need to take cookies. Oh, yeah, I saw that they have a kid. Oh. I don't know. She's running around outside. Um, and then Proverbs twenty seven seventeen says, As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. And then I liked this one that I found. Proverbs twenty seven nine says, The heartfelt counsel of... The heartfelt counsel of a friend is as sweet as perfume and incense. Mm. And I feel like that is... We talk, awesome. um, we talk about this. You introduced me to this concept, if it could be called a concept, a long time ago about having a sounding board mm-hmm. and having people to turn to and get different perspectives and advice. I have it, to give credit to Rachel Hollis. Oh. That is well, in her book, Girl, Wash Your Face. <laughs> go, go read it. Uh, everyone it's needs great. a sounding board. Yeah, everybody does need a sounding board. I thought you had introduced me that long before you read that. No, that came to me from that book when I read yeah. that book. Okay. Well, having a sounding board is so important because I feel like if I didn't have friends to tell me, like, girl, that is not okay, like, you know, I need not be doing that or... What about this? What about that? I don't know. Getting other people's opinions is so important. And then, um, but that's kind of like not necessarily what I wanted to talk about that much, but more like how to make new friends as an adult, because having friends as an adult can be hard. Making new friends and meeting new people as an adult can be really hard. Truth in all of that. I, I love that idea about the sounding board because I and I think that's why when when she said that in her book um it hit me so hard that the times in my life where I've made the biggest mistakes um it's because I didn't have a sounding board I didn't have anyone to like talk to and say hey what do you think about this this is what's in my heart this is what I'm thinking this is like honest truth I didn't have that person that I could share with and I made a lot of mistakes and she shares that in her book and about young love and stuff and when she, and same situation, like not same situations, me, but like where she didn't have, she went through times in her life where she didn't have anybody to bounce things and bounce, bounce ideas off of. Cause she said, had I had someone, they would have said, girl, you're crazy. This is like a bad situation. You yeah. need to run. And she's like, because I didn't have anybody, I thought this was just normal. I thought this was okay. Because it becomes your normal. Yeah. You don't know any different. And that's why friends are so important. And people where you can be honest and authentic. And sh- and it's true. Like Just, just open able- your heart. Because not- there's a lot of things that we have on our hearts and our minds that we don't share with others. Because we think, oh, this is crazy. 
oh, they'll think I'm this, they'll think I'm that. We're worried about what they're going to I'm think. worried about judgment. And um, if you have someone that you can honestly just, like, sisters. If you, I think sisters are a beautiful thing. Because yeah. I think sisters someone who you'll who always love you, never judge you, despite whatever. They're someone you can sound, be a sounding board for mm-hmm. you. So relationships Some have- where you're not... No one's seeking to gain anything yeah. from the other person other than just true fellowship and, like, enjoying each other's company mm-hmm. and lifting, uplifting each other. Mm-hmm. And I think you and have a being friendship. Being there to serve each other. Yeah. yeah. And I think you have a friendship like that where you, it's just tr- truly genuine. Where just it is enjoying being together. You love that person. You love who they are, where they're at. What, you, know, you, know, you know that there's no judgment. Mm-hmm. But you know, you could tell her anything, and she would never judge you. And also, I think, too, like... But she's going to tell you, girl. <laughs> Run. Yeah, like, this is not... <laughs> or, no, this is not no. sane. This is not normal. This is not okay. Or, yeah, yeah, go for it. I think, too, though, that's why I think, you know, you don't necessarily have to be... Um, like, if no one's seeking to gain it, like, you were talking about it, too. Like, you don't have to categorize your friends to fit a certain mold. Um, you know, like what yeah, you were saying Yeah, when we were talking about, like, childhood friends are, like, sometimes the most genuine friends. Because yeah. they don't have an interest in your career. They don't have an interest in your promoting the, their own level of... <laughs> They're not trying to be your friend for... Any benefit that you could give them. Right. They just love you for who you they are. They just enjoy... For your faults. Your fellowship. That's it. Yeah. And I think, too, like, I was thinking today about that friendship. It's like, there's been so many times where, like, we, we haven't seen each other for a year. For mm-hmm. two years. Oh, yeah. Like, there's times where, like, we won't talk for a few weeks. And... But it doesn't really matter. Because I think, you know... Obviously, like, you grow apart, and that's totally fine, and not every friend, not every friend, we've seen this with the majority, like, 99% of your friends won't be your friends for life. They're just there, you know, you go through seasons of your life, and they're only there for a season. They're not meant to be your best friend forever, but I think what's so great about that is that it doesn't matter if we've grown apart or if we're doing other things, like, we still just pick up like right where we left off yeah and you genuinely doesn't matter want the best for each other yeah whatever that is yeah with no judgment no competition no it's it's just pure Mm -hmm. pure love i think as you get older it's so hard to find real genuine friendships if you're not in a position where you're like like, I think about, like, if you're in college, you know, maybe you have a roommate and you get really close, or you have really close friends and you're sharing the same hobbies and interests, or you're on a team, or if you're in the military, you have people that you get really close to because you're living together and working together, but if you're just, you know, an adult, working full-time, family, kids can be so hard to navigate new relationships and making new friends and seeking out relationships but I think the biggest thing is um if you want friendships you have to put the effort like the work in 
Yeah. Like, you have to work at it. You have to put time and effort into it. Or it's just not going to... You have to Mm -hmm. actively seek out friendships. Mm -hmm. Or it's not going to... You're not going to find friends. You're not going to... And you're not going to keep friends. Yeah. You have to... Wait, what is that? You have to be a friend to... Have a friend? Yeah. You have to be a friend to have a friend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's also Mm -hmm. a scripture that I was just, like, thinking. I wish I knew my scriptures better. But it was, like, where you put your effort, there's... Where your treasure is, that's where you put your effort. I know what one you're talking about. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I know what one you're I talking about, but I can't think of what it's, it, it's like. Um, where you invest your time is where your heart is, or something like yes. that. Something to that yeah. effect. So like, and but, so if your friends are valuable to you, you need to spend time with them. You need to pursue if those you relationships. Want to have relationships with other people, which you should, because. Life is about relationships. So many benefits, but you—I mean—we're meant. We're not meant to be alone. This reminds me of a saying. It's hanging in our bathroom downstairs. It says, "Life is a journey, and love is what makes it worthwhile." That's in our bathroom. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of that because I'm like that is kind of like what it's all about, right? Like these yeah. relationships are. If you what don't it's all have about. relationships with other people, then like, what's the point? Yeah. And I always think, like. Why do anything alone? Like, it's so much more fun. Life is so much better when you have someone to share experiences with and memories with. So, I think it's so important that you do seek out relationships if you're not. That you get involved in fellowshipping with people at church. Or, you know, if you really love your job and your coworkers, making an effort to get to know your coworkers outside of work or you know, joining a group, joining, like, a workout group, running group, that kind of thing. People that maybe share like-mind, they're like-minded and mm-hmm. have similar interests can make it easier. But if you're not, that's sad. Well, and I'm going to say, I learned that I the also, hard way in my life. Yeah, and we, I listened to a podcast, was it a podcast? I don't know. A while ago, and we had talked about this for a while, we were talking about how People who are, if you're lonely, the best thing you can do to cure loneliness is have a routine. So, like, the happiest people in the world are the people that have a routine with their friends. So, every Tuesday night, the girls get together to watch Bachelor. Not that I do that, but... Right. (laughs) But, you know... Yes. People that have groups of friends. Every Sunday night, we have family dinner. We get together with um, extended family or very close friends that we consider family or you know like every Saturday we wake up and go I go on a run with my running group of girlfriends that having routines with people having set scheduled dates just like it said like you need to have that in your marriage you need to continue dating your spouse to have a strong marriage same with friendships you have to put that in your calendar you have to make an effort you have to be a friend you have to have a routine with that person or the friendship isn't going to last just like a marriage wouldn't last if you didn't put effort into that relationship. Absolutely. I think, and I think I learned, this is what I was going to say, is that I learned this the hard way and that is my mother always told me, you need to maintain those friendships with your friends. I have the best group of friends growing up. You need to maintain those friends. You need to maintain those friends. You need to spend time with your friends. And when you get married... and I remember her telling me, like, I wish your mom would 
make more time to be with her friends. And I remember thinking, like, why? <laughs> when would she come up with that time? <laughs> I was like, why <laughs> would that she time? care about and friends that she had 12 years ago? But I do. Yeah, and, but you, that doesn't mean. And, no, I'm just Right, saying. no. I remember I, thinking, like, why would she not? She has friends. What? But I think <laughs> I got so busy being a white thinking I was being a good wife and a good mother and spending all my time with my free time because I work full time all my free time with my children and my husband that I didn't have time for friends and my mom would remind me you need to make time for your friends and I regret so much that I did not put myself first and say this this has to be a priority I have to schedule time for friends how beneficial would it have been if you had and you mm-hmm. would have had that sounding board to talk about similar experiences you're going through in motherhood or being a wife and having that sounding board like something you're struggling with you know yes I look back and I think how different so many of the choices I made would have been if I'd had a friend where I could say uh, you know bounce mm-hmm. ideas off of I'm this is what I'm thinking what do you think about this I I regret very much turning my back to those friendships and not intentionally turning my back and not deliberately. No, it's not but, like but just you thinking, love you still love thinking them thinking so I was much. doing the right thing, dedicating all my time to my husband and my family. But you can't and from an empty and, cup. Exactly, exactly. And now, um, now I really regret that. And and my mother was right, as mothers usually are. You know. That would have been an important part of my, aspect of my life, and and there would have been time for that had I made time for that. Mm-hmm. So, my kids would not have missed me one night a month had I left them and gone with my girlfriends. Yeah, and they would have never known no any different. No, that would have been normal, and it would have been a good example to them to see. Oh, mom's making time for friends. Mm-hmm. Friends are important. I think friendships are just as important as your relationship with. I don't want to say, like, just as important as your kids, because obviously not, and I don't have kids, so I don't know. But I think they're just as important as your family relationships. They yeah. serve such a different, similar but different purpose. Yeah, they balance you, you need, out. Yeah, you need just, like... They make you a more well-rounded person. Yeah. Yeah. Just like I, we were talking about earlier about your, the next topic you want to talk about was hobbies. Mm-hmm. and interests and I think that was something else that I put aside and thought I don't have time for hobbies I don't have time for my own interests because or how about like n- now I don't even know what my interests are <laughs> she's <laughs> quoting me word for word for like how when was that I can't even remember I wanna, that was like probably I remember it specifically like as soon as you started working at home and I think it was like my senior year yeah, and I remember I really like kind of had a like an a like an awareness. Like yeah, all of a sudden I, I realized I don't even know what interests I have outside of work and children. But for so that's because for twenty years your whole life, life was kids. Yeah, but how awesome would it have been if you would have been like, yeah, every Tuesday I make time to go do yoga with my girlfriends. And that's just what we do. And I'm a happier person because of it, which makes me a better mom, which makes me a happier wife, which now my husband's happier. Yeah. Like, I think that's so important. Yeah. So I had that revelation, basically, that, like, I don't even know what I like. What, how do I, how am I going to, 
who am I? What am I going, what, who am I outside of being a wife and a mother? And that was very difficult for me to realize I don't even know what I enjoy. <laughs> I don't even Actually, know what I like. Back to Rachel Hollis. Yeah. I think I heard on her podcast some a mother like contacted her like on a Q&A and asked, I don't even know who I am anymore after wow. I like had kids. Like, what do I do? I don't know what my hobbies are, what my interests are. And she said, well, what were you doing before you had kids? And start there. So if you were super into theater or scrapbooking or whatever just start there and if it doesn't like if it doesn't you know strike your fancy anymore that's fine you know but you might enjoy it again yeah well I think what the turning point well a big thing for me was um when your dad decided to join to to sign us both up for a running group and I had no interest in running. I had no idea why we were signing up for this running group. Like, and why we why were would signing... I want to dedicate my time after work to that? And why I was signing up for a half marathon. I had no idea. Because this was not something I ever had interest in. But once we started going, it was the routine thing. Number one, like you mentioned, routine. You was know you're going to be interacting with other people on a certain day. Every Thursday night, I knew it was run group. Every Saturday As morning humans, was run group. We crave that and we need that. Even if you're introverted, which I yeah. think I'm a little bit introverted. Like so many times I'm like, I'd rather just stay at home and drink wine and lay in my bed. And watch Netflix. I don't watch TV, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> like chill. Yeah. But you feel good after you go. Yeah. You're so grateful that you went. Yeah. And after the first few times I went, we were hooked. Like, it's so- there was people there that were in the same boat as us, beginning runners, never done a half marathon. Friendships be developed. Relationships came. Now, I love those people. They are closer to me than friends that I've known for 20 years. And, and I feel like it's very you- strange. It's so easy when you aren't spending time with other people or seeking out new relationships or working on relationships with new people it's so easy to get in this rut like oh no one understands the way I'm feeling or I'm struggling with this and this is just my personal no we all struggle with the same things oh you know we all have similar feelings and hurts and sorrows and growing pains and that's why it's so important and that's why God Jesus has called us to fellowship with other people and serve other people um, and I think it's so important. Yeah. You no, know, not only for other people, but for us as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Those are, but that's, but that's an interest I never would have imagined that I had. But from that, like, now I'm like, yeah, I love being part of running group. Mm-hmm. I love, and then, and then from there, like, I started realizing you don't have to know everything to be interested in a subject. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. my passion for cocktails. Like, I don't know everything about cocktails. I'm not the best mixologist. But I think for that, but I love you it. have to put a, aside your pride. And you have to be authentic and true to yourself. Right. And say because like, I think a lot of that, well, I can't start or I can't go I'm to this. Or like, I can't, I can't go to this workout class until I've 
reached a certain level of fitness when that's like the opposite. You know how some people yes. are like I can't go to the gym that's until I, I lose about going weight. Going to yoga the first time, I'm like, like I do not belong here. I don't know anything about yoga. Well, how do you get to know yoga? Is you go, but that's pride, which it pride is the biggest like anti authentic word I can think of. You are absolutely right, and that is what holds us me back. back. Personally, yeah. like, I think about, like, yeah, what would you do if you weren't afraid? If you weren't afraid. That's been my mantra since 2016. Yeah. And it it changes the way you look at everything when you remove the pride. But I think, like, so many people, they're so afraid to, like, put themselves out there just because of those those same things yep and once you do it's it's amazing what opens up to you Mm -hmm. like this whole new world like i remember when that whole the whole new world of running opened up to me does that mean i'm a good runner no does that mean i'm fast no does that mean i have a great group of people that i look forward to seeing every saturday morning yes and i think that kind of goes along with um i've heard so many people say this and i try to remember this too if you have any kind of, like, anxiety or worries or fears before, like, meeting new people or introducing yourself to people or seeking out new friendships in general, um, you get so worried, like, well, what am I going to talk about? I'm so awkward. I don't know what to say. And I've heard so many people say, it's not about you. Make it about them. And everything goes away. And that's so true because the times when I've, like, genuinely just tried to get to know someone everything is so much more relaxed. I feel like I connected with that person so much better than me being like worried about what they were thinking of me or me trying to portray something that was like maybe a more like a lot better version of myself that's maybe not real. Like that is if you just serve other people and learn to love other people, you're going to make so many more friends and your connection is going to be so much more, so much more real than if you weren't. You just reminded me, we really need to go serve our neighbors. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but I think, um, I also wanted to talk about this, someone who I think is super influential a great example is dad mm-hmm. like he's so good at making friends mm-hmm. really good about keeping friends very good at fellowshipping very good about remembering things about people inviting people to go do things taking initiative like he doesn't sit back and wait to be invited that's another thing if you're not getting invited you cannot sit back and wait to be invited because you never will because someone else is thinking the same thing Mm -hmm. if you want friends you have to take initiative let's go do this invite someone to go do that invite someone to come over it doesn't have to be formal like dad is so good about that and i think that's why people love being around him that's why people want to get to know him because i think he also genuinely wants to get to know other people and he's definitely not afraid to just invite anyone and everyone over. Like, mm-hmm. everyone's welcome. Like, open door policy. He gets bring that from his parents. Yeah, he's so like that, which I love. Which I loved, and that's what attracted me to him and his family. Yeah. 
And how good... Could you imagine if you hadn't married someone like that? No. How much more... That's absolutely what, like, attracted me to him and his family. Like, when I married him, I married his family. Yeah. Because that's how they were. Like, everyone was welcome in their house. They always wanted everyone to be there. Mm Mm-hmm. And I want to be like that, too, when I have Mm -hmm. my own family. Mm -hmm. Like, sure, all your friends, bring them over. Like, all your coworkers, yeah, let's have them over for dinner. Like, I want to be like that. Yeah. And the other thing about dad, too, is that he is genuine. He genuinely wants the best for people. I think yeah. that comes from, a lot of it, I think, comes from, uh, I don't know what I want to say this, but, like, that mentality, he, he just, it's, it's his mentality. He believes in everyone. He believes that mm-hmm. people haven't even begun to tap their potential. potential. I think mm-hmm. that part of that comes from him growing himself and discovering his own potential, too, though. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, doing, accomplishing things that he never dreamt were possible. And that he believed no one else thought he could do. Right. So, I think he's a really good example. And I think he's a really good example of helping us as a family to make friendships that have now become, like, actual family. Mm-hmm. Like, that's something I think is huge. Like, family doesn't have to be biological. Which, if you're not from Utah, I'm sure that's normal other places. But mm-hmm. here, everybody has their extended family. Like, it's normal. So My parents were like that, too. Like, everyone was part of our... Everyone was open. Everyone was welcome. Yeah. They had a large extended I think family, in, which were made of friends. In Utah, I was, I was thinking about this today, too. Well, and I've thought about this for forever, and I've known this for forever. Um, and this is another another whole topic (laughs) but but, not to go down the rabbit hole but people in Utah are very close-knit to their families Mm -hmm. they keep their families very very close Utah is the kind of place where everybody knows their second and third cousins and their grandparents and great-grandparents and they all live within a few miles from each other Usually. Are you sure everyone's like that? Or is that are you speaking about us? <laughs> no, no, not everybody. But I'm. what I'm saying is that generations are really close in Utah. They value family a lot, which is really, really awesome. I'm not saying that you shouldn't value family. But I think because people are so reliant upon the family that they have, they fail to seek out friendships because maybe they just don't feel like they need them. Versus if you were in a different state or you move to a foreign country or something Mm -hmm. you are forced to make new friends because that's the only other people you're gonna have if you live somewhere without family but here everybody has family so i think they're very they can be very closed off to pursuing actual lasting meaningful relationships with other people that aren't family Mm -hmm. because they don't have to yeah you hear that a lot about like the church outside of utah yeah, like, Mormons outside of Utah are very different than Mormons inside. Right, because Utah Mormons because are very different. They value their church family mm-hmm. because that's what they don't because have that's all they have. Yeah, but here people I think are very. I don't want to say they're closed off, but it's very different. People right. aren't. You know. There's not like, I don't know. In other cultures, they have like godparents and close friends and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That doesn't. For well, 
the religion is different, so that's yeah, huge. It but just doesn't track the same in Utah. No. Yeah. So, but I think, but that's, I think that's probably why my parents were so open. They always had an open door policy. Like every holiday was spent with friends, not with and family, friends and family, mm-hmm. not just family. Yeah, I love their family every... was extended. Like, I love our Thanksgivings anyone. at your parents' house because there's usually 10 people I'd never even met before. Right. And it doesn't matter. I never worry, like, oh, if I bring a friend or my boyfriend or whatever, like, they're going to be, like, it's going to be this awkward event because it's, like, this formal sit-down with 10 people. No, it's, like, there's 70 people and everybody brings their friends. And if you don't have somewhere to go, then just come over. Yeah, I love that. I love that, too. Like, I love that when, uh, I mean, every year our closest friends are there. Mm-hmm. Friends that don't have family here. Yeah. That brings me so much joy. Yeah, me too. But I think that's really important. But maybe we should talk about hobbies and interests. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, <laughs> let's back it up. Yeah. yeah. So, you were talking about hobbies earlier, and I was like, I don't Fun. like the word hobbies. Yeah, why don't you like the word hobbies? Because to me, it's hobbies, like to me, that's interesting. Because hobbies to me means, like, I have to have a craft. Like, I have to paint, or I have to needlepoint, or crochet. Like, it has to be, like, artistic? Like, artistic, yeah. Oh. To me, hobbies, like, makes it feel like it's artistic. Really? Yeah. Oh, see, and I've never thought interest, of it like that. And interest seems more expanded. Like, I see. am interested in cooking, and I'm interested in cocktails, and I'm interested in gardening, and I'm interested in... I'm interested in a lot of things. When I think of hobbies, I think but of, But when like, I think of hobbies, it seems like something you have to do all the time that you're, like, good at. <laughs> oh. I it implies like, it a, like that. To, to me, that not that interesting? Oh, that's interesting, mm-hmm. because that makes me wonder how many... Because I'm like, I don't have any hobbies. Hobby seems like something you do all the time. Well, then if you say that, then nobody does anybody. But if you say interests, I'm like, oh, I have so many interests. Oh, I love gardening. Do I do it all the time? No. Because when I think of hobbies, I think of like... Remember when I was really into um, composting? (laughs) It's an interest. When I think of hobbies, I think of like, oh, I go golfing once a year and then other times I'll take pretty photos like occasionally and then sometimes I like to do musical like that's I don't think of it as like maybe that makes me wonder though how many other people because remember for years like I I, this was a true question like I don't even know who I am I don't even know what my hobbies are but if you were thinking of a hobby is that but that's what I was thinking I was thinking like something that I do regularly Mm. that I'm good at or that I like that's so easy to think that though because who actually well, I'm sure a lot of people do, but, like, who actually has something that they've, like, a skill? I would think of those as more skills. Yeah. I would say that what you're describing is a skill. Yeah. But that's to what me, I need. a hobby is an interest. Oh, see? Isn't that interesting? That's interesting. Because, like, I look at Dad, and I'm so jealous because Dad has so many hobbies. Like, he's okay. good at golf. He's good at car mechanics. He's good at photography. He's good at... I mean everything he does. Okay, <laughs> he's just good at it. He's just, and and yeah. he and he has all the tools and equipment and everything to do. But it. I've never met someone who invests more time. I don't want to say money because I don't think he spends a lot of money, but he invests more time into his interests. Like when he gets into an interest, oh yeah, he is all in because he's an expert. 
Yeah, he's because he makes in. himself whatever he chooses. He becomes an expert but at. I th- I, so that's I, what I think of. Like when I think of hobbies, I've started, I'm like, I've started to describe his hobbies or interests or skills as phases. Yeah, they are phases. <laughs> They're phases. It's like, oh, I don't even know. Like right, like so he went through like <laughs> his I mean cowboy phase. Right. Yeah. Like we but spent years having a ranch in, and cows and trailers. Like and if that's not all in, not cows, horses. <laughs> I don't know what all in goat is. Like, if you don't have... If you leather like equipment. You're an expert, literally, like, an expert leather craftsman. Right. Pat Pirelli. Horse <laughs> trainer. Like, okay, dude. You do. Yeah, you. no, he was... He's, but he is amazing. So but awesome. whatever he does, he does it yeah. completely. And he becomes expert at it. I, I don't think you have to be that way. Okay. But, but you kind of maybe need to have that mindset. Being his wife, like, that is, like... So I'm, like... What do, I don't have any hobbies. <laughs> I need twice. That's my I hobby. I have nothing that's mine that I'm interested. Like, well, I have lots of interests, but no. Here's where I think ho- it started. Quote unquote hobbies, because I think of I think about like dad's passion for these things and how he becomes completely expert level. Just immersed. Immersed. Immersed is a great word. Totally immersed. He becomes who he wants to be. Like, he really does. He see what he wants. He sees what he wants to be like, and then he becomes that. Mm-hmm. And not in a non-authentic, not in a no, way that's totally not himself. No, totally authentic. No, it's, it's just he's he like, is. I want to get good at that, and he does. I'm interested in that. And he's so knowledgeable and smart that he pursues it and here's where I think, fills himself with every bit of knowledge he can find. Here's where I think your thing started. Your epiphany, realization. I don't even know if you want me to say this. But the the thing that was said to you, that mm. you need to be more independent. Yes. I think that's where it started. Oh, that was revolutionary That was me. revolutionary. And I think you're a different person since then. Really? Oh, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, so one day my husband said to me, you need to be more independent. <laughs> There's probably more around it than that, but. I think it just meant, like, you need to go. You don't, need to feel, you don't need to feel bad about going and hanging out with your friends. Right. You need to do that for you. You need to do something for you. Not like, go be financially independent. It was like, <laughs> no, go do something for and it you wasn't that's just any, for you. It was meant with true, love. genuine love. And concern. And it was, it was so good for me to hear that. And I don't know Even why. Even though it was hard for you to hear. It was hard for me to hear. And I don't know how, I remember I didn't know how to take it. I'm like, am I crushed? Am I... <laughs> should What's I be devastated? Should I, I be happy I that I have this permission? But um, but from that, like I remember, great things happened. Like, s- uh, silly things for most people. But talk about but talk about the the things when you went up with your friends and like how your whole mindset shifted that first day. You called me and you said, "I'm being independent today." <laughs> you did. Uh, I know. I. It was it was very revolutionary for me because I had never done anything outside of our relationship, really, like, with friends. You should talk about the thoughts you had, though, going into it. Mm. Like, how you're like, I don't know, should, should I be home with my kids? Like, oh. all those thoughts yeah. you had, and yeah. then how great you felt afterwards, after pushing past oh, that. Oh, yes. Okay, so, um... And I'm going to pour more wine, because why not? Yes, because why not? 
And um, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> just whacked it. Ding! Time for more wine. <laughs> the so, wine is ready. Yeah. So um, I like I remember there was a few things on my bucket list that year too, and that I accomplished. And Ooh. one of them, they were yeah. so simple. They were so basic that most people are like, "Yeah, I do that every day." That's no big deal. But, but for, for my you? wife and mother, who has dedicated herself to. I work full time and all my time and energy extra beyond work was dedicated to raising children and being a wife and homemaker. Which, side note, there that's awesome and that's beautiful and you should never feel bad about being a mom and maybe putting your career aside or whatever. Right. Having said mother. that. But you do need to invest in yourself. You do need to invest in yourself. And so after you told me that, like I totally took a heart and I was like okay I'm gonna start doing the things that I want to do and not waiting for him to come with me or him to sign us up or commit to this so I think one of the first things I did was I signed up I really had had this passion I really wanted to do paddle boarding and I signed up for a paddle boarding class with my friend at backcountry yogis (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and Tiffany Tiffany Harrison slash whatever but she is amazing and she does these backcountry like truly someone who inspired. is authentic authentic completely authentic like, and inspiring oh my gosh we should have her on absolutely she why didn't we think of this <laughs> and um and I went and did a paddle boarding and it was beautiful I left here early in the morning and drove up to Park City and had this amazing experience. We drove up to the Uintas, went paddle boarding on this cute little lake. And for most people, it was probably just a morning. But for me, it was everything. It's so strange. Yeah. (laughs) Because I had never done anything for myself like that which is not a big deal (laughs) but anyway it was beautiful and it was so much fun and um seriously it was like only just for the morning it was no big deal but it was so but it was it was because it was under like downplay it like it was a huge deal deal. it was because it was it had been on my bucket list for many years and anytime we had ever done anything like maybe just the two of us or whatever before you're like oh I should just be spending my time with dad. Yeah. Or I should be doing the laundry. Or I should be helping kids with this or that or getting kids to hear. But this was, like, different. Yeah, I had this serious mom guilt that kept me from doing a lot of things for many, many years. But, so that was awesome because that felt like the very first thing that I had done completely independent on my own. Signed myself up, got myself there, (laughs) did this, and then, anyway, had a great time. And then after that, then I um, had another uh, friend invite me to go to a hiking trip uh, with a bunch of people and the whole morning. Also I saw a great example of someone who's totally authentic. Oh. This this friend. Like, <laughs> if anybody's authentic. We gotta give a shout out to Rose. If anybody's She's, authentic. And someone who invites everyone to be part of her family, part yeah. of her tribe. She is also someone who invites everyone to be part of her tribe. We and will be going to New Orleans. um yeah so rose invited me to go with her and her friends up on a hike around this lake and it was gonna take all day but i was like nathan has told me to be more independent i'm gonna describe the feelings that you had before as you were going up 
um why am I doing this I should be at home (laughs) I should be stay at home I should be taking care of my kids um like and you almost didn't go I almost didn't go I like because it would have been really easy for me to just be like Gotta stay home today. Gotta stay home and take care of my kids and get the laundry done and do the mom thing. Which you do have... Okay. I feel like you have to add disclaimer. You do have to be a responsible mother. However, your kids are now all teenagers. So, anyway. Yeah. So... At this point, we... They're absolutely fine to be left alone. You don't have time. You don't have little kids. Yeah. Which I don't think we have to... But even if you do have little kids, I'm just saying, like... Find a friend. Yeah, <laughs> find a friend. It's worth it. And even although you have all these feelings of guilt and I shouldn't be doing this, I should just stay home. I probably don't even want to go. It's gonna take so long to drive up. I remember just having all these feelings about like why I shouldn't go mm-hmm. instead of why I should go. And I went, and it was beautiful. And we had this beautiful hike and this beautiful day. We had a beautiful picnic, and it was so much fun. And the relationships, even though they're not, yeah, I mean, just the friendships that you make, it's just like, this is what grownups do. They have relationships and experiences with other adults. And this is what you need to be around. You should be doing is you should be having relationships with other adults outside of your home and your family, your immediate family. So, yeah, did it, it almost didn't happen because I had so many reasons not to go. That, but, um, actually it reminds me of something I heard last night. It was like, don't think of the reasons why you shouldn't think of the reasons why you should. And the reasons why you should are so great. It really did give me a sense of independence. It really did give me a sense of adventure. It did give me a sense of in, in, like being an individual. Like I am more than just a mother and a wife. I am a person who seeks adventure and wants to live life. To the fullest and make cocktails and yeah, and go paddleboarding. Yeah, that is who I am. Yeah, inside. <laughs> I like it. Sometimes it's just buried under all these mom responsibilities. Which is, yeah, yeah. So anyway, it was a good thing when he told me, be more independent. It did change the course of things. But again, sounding board. How, do you think you would have done those things if you hadn't had someone that told you, hey? I'm noticing this. Like, you need to be more independent. No. I think it would really benefit you if you did something for yourself. And I think rarely would that come from a spouse. I really think... You're just blessed with a freaking good one. I'm <laughs> seriously blessed. But I think rarely that comes from a spouse. That's why yeah. it has... That's why you, you friends, have to have outside friends. Outside perspectives. That's why you have to have outside perspectives. Yeah. Because it's not going to be your spouse who tells you, hey, I think you need to be more independent. It, it's It's going to be your friends who are like... Come with us to Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Which I did last year and had so much fun. Last year, I feel like, was your year. Yeah. And 2018 was pretty good, too. Yeah. I've had a lot of great years. A lot years. of growth years. Yeah. I feel like 2019 was, like, my freaking year, too. Yeah. 2019 was, like, I don't want to be like, oh, it was the best year of my life. Because I think, you know, at the end of the year when everybody's posting, like, 2019 was this for me, whatever. Or, like, I didn't post anything. But I just remember, <laughs> because I don't really post that much, but I just remember thinking, like, yeah, like, 2019 looked so great for everybody, but, like, 2019 was, like, truly the best year of my life. Hard, but, like, the best. Yeah, 2018 was pretty difficult. For you? Yeah, we had, like, 
three major deaths in our family. I know. I like, and I you think, went away. Okay. I don't know. You want to talk about <laughs> that? But, but, okay. Yeah. 2019, though, this is such a random tangent to, like, go on. But, okay. Yes. They were, like, 2019. I did not say it was easy. Mm-mm. I didn't say I just traveled all year and had fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about, like... Growth? Okay. Yeah. Growth. Not, like... Okay, yeah, I probably had a lot more fun in other years because mm-hmm. it was really freaking difficult and hard and scary, very scary a lot of times for me, but, and obviously there's three huge major deaths, which was really sad. It like all comes at once, but I also feel like I completely transformed my mental state and who I am, like who I think that I am. And so I think, like, how awesome is it that even though, like, all that crappy stuff happened, that, like, I'm such a better person. So I think it was the best year. I think it was a great year. Especially. I think it was especially for me. Yeah. And I do feel like I did have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Amidst all the craziness. But. Yeah, whatever. So, Yeah. Yeah. Get some new interests and your hobbies don't have to be skills. Unless you're Nathan <laughs> hobbies McDonald. Don't equate to necessarily <laughs> have to be I think that's that is I think if someone told me that that would have made a big difference. Like I never knew that you thought the, thought yeah. that way about it until just now. Oh really? Until yeah. you told me why you don't I like the word. I think it's a mindset, yeah. yeah. But it makes me wonder how many other people think that. Yeah. Because I don't feel like I have anything that's, like, necessarily a skill that I'm, like, besides my amazing chocolate chip or white chocolate chip, whatever chocolate chip recipe yes. cookies that I feel, oh. I, like, I'm so proud of my amazing baking and my cardamom buns that you Oh, can. man, yes. But anyway, I don't feel like I have a skill. Like, I love theater, but I don't think I'm, like... I feel like, okay, maybe it is a skill, but I don't think that it's, I think of it more as a hobby. I don't think of it as, like, for some reason, when I think of skills, I think of, like, you have a degree in it. (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't know. I guess it's interesting. I would like to know how many other people think of that as hobbies, though. Yeah. We should put that out there. Because I think people that text us or email us and tell us what they're, like, what how they. Yeah. Because I think of hobbies, like, I think of, like. Oh, golf is a hobby of mine. Okay, well, I haven't been golfing in a year. Part of that is because I wasn't home for a year. But one of my New Year's resolutions last year was, like, to up my golf game. But then, you know, I left. So, anyway. So, there's 2020. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, 2020. But this I still think year. of it as, like, a hobby. Even yeah. though I haven't even been in, like, over a year. Interesting. Yeah. Because I still think it's fun. And if someone wanted to go out golfing, I'd be like, yeah. It's a hobby. And maybe it was right? my, my my own personal <laughs> mindset when I was just like, I don't even know what I like. I don't even know. But really, I think in the heart of things, I did know what I was like. I was, I didn't know what I liked. You maybe just use your own pride or your it, self-consciousness. Maybe it was pride keeping me from, like, admitting what I like because I was like, well, I'm not good at that, then so I can't maybe really say. Ex- you felt like there was an expectation to be good at it or to have knowledge about it. Yeah. Like, sometimes I want to be like, I'm sorry. This is, like, a really dumb example, but I'm just going to say it. Sometimes I'm afraid to be like, oh, yeah, I'm totally, like, 
<laughs> I'm afraid to tell people that I'm learning German because I'm mm-hmm. afraid people like try to like ask me to say things and then there's like if I'm not good at it it's like gonna be really embarrassing yeah oh yeah like don't quiz me hey guys thanks for tuning in this week be sure to subscribe and tune in next week as we talk about why chasing a career is a lie from our own christian perspectives thanks